From the Hensler Financial Studio, this is Cobb Football Friday. Get the inside scoop on all the games. It is Cop Football Friday. Yep, the band is back together. Brian Giffen, John Bednarowski, the sports editor of the Marietta Daily Journal. And here we are going into week four already. Boy, that's what you get when you start playing in the middle of August. But, John, before we get into and look back at what happened in week three, and then, of course, look ahead to this week, week four, I just want some general overall standout impressions from you about the things we saw last week, and then we'll get into a little bit more what we saw last week in depth after that. Well, I was going to say, we're at the quarter pole already of the uh, regular season, and uh, the Campbell defense seems to be settling in. Jeff Phillips must be uh, drinking some magic elixir over there because they are really firing well right now. The same can be said over at Sprayberry. They've got a couple of runners that are in the top echelon of the county. They're 3-0. and Wheeler's 3-0, Harrison's 3-0. So we kind of knew that Walton and Kell were going to be good. North Cobb, although they've gotten off to a rough start, we kind of figured that they're going to be pretty solid by the time the the season was over. And then we were wondering who's going to be the teams that are stepping up. And it's nice to see it's some programs that may not have had the similar level of success the last few years. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things, too, that it changes year. Yeah, that's the one thing about graduating players. You're going to have built-in turnover. And I think one of the good things about that, of course, and especially unless you're in a situation where coaches have trouble getting kids to come out for the team and things like that, there's always the possibility that a year can be a turning point type of year. And that's a great thing to see, particularly like we saw with Osborne last year, teams that kind of find a way to finally turn the corner. And those are some of the great things. The thing I love the most about high school football, John, having broadcast college games and whatnot for so long is it's so much about purity and passion and all that stuff. And I'm not saying that there isn't passion at the next levels, but it's less of a business at the high school level, even here in Georgia, where it is really a big business. Yeah, you're right. It does seem to, uh, especially in the upper levels, there's a lot more of the big business uh, to it. You know, the nice thing that I like about uh, Cobb County and I'm dealing with a lot of coaches. Granted, a lot of them are new this year, and I'm just getting to know them a little bit. But the ones that I do know pretty well, they're all in it for the right reasons. And it's not just to make, uh, you know, it's not just wins and losses. Sure, you want to win. You know, if you didn't want to win, then don't keep score. But, you know, these guys are getting these young men ready for the next level in college. And not just on the football field, but helping them get ready in the classroom, helping them for when they graduate from college and become members of society so that they're, you know, they're good members of the community, they're good fathers, they're good husbands. And, uh, you know, I always applaud our coaches for that. And they hopefully translate some of those things they learn when they're at this age to their own kids as they're bringing them up. Cobb Football Friday is a presentation of the Marietta Daily Journal. I'm Brian Giffen with the BG Ad Group. He's John Bednarowski, the sports editor of the MDJ. And our presenting sponsors on Cobb Football Friday are Superior Plumbing, Otter's Chicken, Pinnacle Orthopedics, and Powers Electrical Solutions. John and I will take a more in-depth look at what happened last week on the other side of this timeout. Back with more Cobb Football Friday right after this. It pays to know your doctor. It pays to know your lawyer. And now more than ever, it pays to know your local real estate professional. Hi. 
I'm Jeffrey Drake with Drake Realty, and we have seven offices in the metro Atlanta area. I'm the proud leader of over 700 agents here in Georgia, and we pride ourselves in professional service, whether you are the buyer or the seller. Drake Realty makes the home buying process seamless from contract to close. Our agents are a little different. They're not pushing for the quick sale and close. They are pushing for the best price and terms for their client. In other words, Drake Realty fights for you. Now's the time to buy that dream home, vacation home, or new home your family deserves. A lot of real estate agents talk big. Let my team at Drake Realty prove they will fight for you. I'm Jeffrey Drake, and I'd be honored to have my team serve you. Visit us online at drakerealty.com. And remember, it's not how quick you sell or buy, it's what the deal provides for your future. When it comes to solving complex foundation repair challenges, there's only one name you need to know. Engineered Solutions of Georgia, Atlanta's only foundation repair company with licensed engineers on staff. From foundation repair to waterproofing and drainage solutions, we've got you covered. We work with both residential and commercial clients, and we're committed to providing exceptional customer service every step of the way. And with our state-of-the-art equipment and top-quality materials, you can be confident that your project will be completed to the highest standards. So why settle for less when you can have the best. Call Engineered Solutions of Georgia today to schedule your free consultation and see how we can help you tackle any foundation repair or waterproofing challenges. Engineered Solutions of Georgia We guarantee a staple dry foundation Residential and commercial Hey, we do it all Dial 678 ESOG now and we're back on Top Football Friday. I'm Brian Giffen with the BG Ad Group. He's John Bednarowski with the Marietta Daily Journal, the sports editor at the MDJ. And, John, let's look back at what happened this past week. And I go, you know, you always send me notes for these shows because, man, we got so much stuff going on. You get busier in a one-legged man in a butt-kicking contest <laughs> around here. But your notes, reading right from heading into the season, and I agree wholeheartedly, you knew Walt and Kel were going to be good. Expect North Cobb to... I think, improve and turn it around. They started out with a pretty murderous schedule against two very good teams trying to replace 30-some players that graduate that were a foundational class. You're going to have some bumps and bruises, and when you're feeling your way against Westlake and Buford, that's not always going to be an easy feel. No, it's not. And, uh, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about it coming up, but, you know, North Cobb's playing Marietta this week, and you want to talk about murderous schedule. Uh, the, right. Those those may be two of the uh, two of the biggest or best examples. They haven't won yet. They've only played two games, but the improvement that Pope has shown, because it was a one score game, I believe, with uh, River Ridge in Week One last week. They got behind a little bit to Kell and fought their way back. Sean O'Sullivan, new coach over there, he's obviously got their attention. Look. Their record might not be sparkling this year, but you can definitely see the the tide is turning over there. The kids are bought in. They're playing hard. We'll uh, we'll get to see exactly where they are this week when they play Walton. Having seen them the last couple of years as we move through here, your notes say this very well. How about Harrison three and zero? They're dominating people with their defense. Sprayberry is three and zero with a high powered running game. Campbell with a power running game and a defense is starting to settle in. And Wheeler, of course, with an offense you don't know which way it's coming from. The Harrison, for me, is a little bit of a surprise, only because as I've seen them in their post-Justin Fields days, 
we had to, North Cobb had handled them in the head-to-head matchups, so they didn't really come off all that impressively. But again, North Cobb had a very good team too. Yeah, you know, it's uh, Braylon Ford, Brady Cluse is the the main offensive punch, but they've got a young man by the name of Xavier Hill who's uh, picking up things in the running game. The defense, there's a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball, and I think some of it is a little bit on the younger side, but I'll tell you what, and, and when you say dominated, they finally gave up their first touchdown last week, but that's all they gave up. I think they've given up a grand total of 16 points in their wow. first three games. You know, in that region, you know, you're looking at Marietta, McEachern, North Paulding, and Hillgrove. You know, if you can play defense like that, McEachern's struggling right now. Hillgrove is struggling to score points. They're playing defense almost as well as Harrison is. They just haven't been able to score. It may come down to what can you do against North Paulding? Right. And last year, Harrison beat North Paulding. So I'm looking at Harrison team that is really putting itself in position to uh, do some stuff in Region 37A. Denmark at Harrison. You know, Harrison found its offense last week. We had talked about Braylon Ford and uh, Brady Cluse finally breaking free uh, and with Xavier Hill helping. But I'll tell you what, that defense is something fierce right now. Denmark, they played them last year up there. Denmark got them 25-21. I have a feeling that payback is in action this week. And, you know, the Hoyas are looking for their first... 4-0 start since the 2019 season. And you know what they did in 2019? Right. They went out there and they won the state titles. So I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen right. this year because it's a different classification, but things are definitely looking up over there at uh, Harrison. Moving along here, and I'm again reading right from your notes, how about Walker lighting up the scoreboard like a pinball machine so far, averaging 50 points per game? Yeah, Coach T.J. Anderson over there, he, just like some of the other new coaches who have brought in a new voice, has really gotten their attention. You know, he worked the hallways to try and get as many kids out. All about recruiting. To uh, either join or rejoin the team. They've got a chance to go 4-0. Now, granted, it's not GHSA competition. I don't know as much about the style of play of some of the other ones. This week's game is against Best Academy, which would be a traditional rivalry for them based on their current region setup if they were playing a region schedule. So that'll be an interesting measuring stick, but they are having a lot of fun out there, you know, lighting up the scoreboard. So we'll see what they can do against Best Academy this week. You talked about new coaches, and I'm on to your next point in your notes here. On the other end, it's been a rough start for McEachern, Hillgrove, Alatoona, and Lassiter. In my case, I know a little bit more about McEachern in that you know they have had a couple of leads that got away from them against good teams, granted. But the Hillgrove, I have not seen, obviously, this year. Alatoona, we all know the situation there with you know the only coach the program had ever had. Lasseter, I don't know much about. What are your impressions on the starts for each of the four? Well, you know, McEachern is 0-3, and injuries are just decimating them right now. They were shut out for the first time, I think, in 16 years. 
and their schedule is not getting any easier anytime soon. Hillgrove, we mentioned earlier, defense has been solid. Defense has played well. They just haven't been able to get the ball in the end zone yet. Alatuna played fairly well against Kelp. You know, kind of held their own a little bit about with Cartersville, and then they pulled away later. There are signs, but new systems, you know, I think their defense is keeping them in games, but kind of like Hillgrove, the offense hasn't been able to generate enough to keep the defense fresh for four quarters. So that's where they're at. Lassiter, they had a week off this past week. It's a good thing. Hopefully they can get some of the things that are ailing them fixed. They've played two games and they've given up 63 points mm. and uh, like 59 points. It's been, it's been a rough start for them. So uh, hopefully they can get things pointed in the right direction here pretty soon. Cobb Football Friday is a presentation of the Marietta Daily Journal. I'm Brian Giffen with the BG Ad Group. He is John Bednarowski, the sports editor of the MDJ. Right here, we will take a break. And on the other side of it, we'll look ahead to this week's games. And there are some big ones. We've got a lot of notes on those. We remind you, too, that Cobb Football Friday is presented by Superior Plumbing, Otter's Chicken, Pinnacle Orthopedics, as well as our friend at Powers Electrical Solutions. Back with more after this. I love technology as much as anybody, but when banks replace people with machines, I had to draw a line. I've been with the same bank for 20 plus years, and as cool as technology is, I believe the relationship you have with your bank is an important one. My wife used to bake cookies for the people who worked at our bank, they were our friends. But in the last couple of years, they were all replaced by video tellers. Recently, I sold a vehicle and was paid in cash. I went to deposit it and was told my now former bank no longer accepts cash. Okay. That was it for me. I joined Credit Union of Georgia, a homegrown, not-for-profit cooperative that still offers personalized customer service, a network of more than 30,000 ATMs, and convenient locations. Innovation is great, but trust and relationships still matter, particularly where it comes to your finances. Make the switch today. Get more info at cuofga.org. Credit Union of Georgia, the better way to bank. Got an electrical project? Powers Electrical Solutions offers a wide range of electrical services, commercial or residential, all over Cobb, Cherokee, Paulding counties, and beyond. Whether it's lighting, electrical upgrades, installations, or repairs, they're the pros to call. Every new service call includes a free safety checkup. Powers Electrical Solutions are the experts for generators, home automation, and outdoor lighting services, too. Call 404-645-6843 now to speak with a licensed electrician and ensure your electrical needs are taken care of efficiently and safely. There's a reason they've won four straight Best of Cobb Awards. Call today at 404-645-6843. Powers Electrical Solutions, powering your priorities. Right now, while it's scalding hot outside, the last thing you may be thinking about is your furnace. But you'll be relying on it soon enough, with fall on the horizon, football starting, and the summer rapidly winding down. Daco Systems is waiving the diagnostic fee with repairs if needed, a value of $84. Daco Systems is also offering $50 off repairs for a limited time. In addition, Daco Systems offers duct fogging for just $129, using an EPA-approved cleaning agent to sanitize and disinfect the entire duct system. Hey, the air quality in your home matters. 
Take advantage of these offers to ensure your furnace and ducts are in top condition as the summer ends and cooler weather approaches. Call 770-209-2261 today for more info or visit DacoSystems.com. Daco Systems, your premier train comfort specialist. And we're back on Cop Football Friday. Brian Giffen, John Bednarowski, and we are, as John talked about in the opening commentary, at the quarter poll already. Hard to believe, I know. But we get ready for week four now, John. And before we move into the conventional Friday games, there are actually a couple that are being played on Thursday. Let's start with Osborne at Lakeside. Yeah, this is a couple of games where we've got situations where we have teams that share stadiums. So sometimes some of the games are going to be on uh, Thursdays. Fridays, occasional Saturday like spring game. training games at spare at uh, shared complexes in in baseball. Sorry, absolutely. But uh, Osborne's taking on Lakeside in the first game, and uh, you know Osborne got off to two and zero start. They uh, scored fifty plus on both of their opponents, then they took last week off. You know you hope that they can pick up right where they left off. You know it was similar situation to last year when this game came about. Osborne had won both games. They played fairly handily, and Lakeside came in at 3-0. and And that's exactly the situation this year. Got to go down there, but Osborne handled them fairly easily last year. Let's see if they can do it again because, you know, we talked a little bit last week. Osborne's won their last seven non-region games, so we want to see that streak continue, and uh, I, I think they'll get it done this week. Yep, that'll be one that we'll keep an eye on. The other one that is a Thursday tilt, Campbell at Miller Grove. What are your thoughts on that one? Well, you know, I'll tell you what. The way Campbell played the other night, they beat Meadow Creek 32 to nothing. I think Campbell probably wanted to get on the bus and go straight from Meadow Creek to Miller Grove just to keep it going, you know, and it's uh, winning breeds winning. Right. You know, I think confidence is quite high over there right now. They're not counting on Luke Marble to do everything, and it's really been a blessing. Power running game. The defense seems to be settling in. I'm really impressed with what they've done the first few weeks. Moving along now, Frayberry at Kell. That's two teams that are not only good, but are off to good starts, too. Yeah, you know, Jaden Duckett and Jason Pitts have given Sprayberry a one-two punch running. Pitts is the running back. Jaden Duckett, who's the Cobb Football Friday Player of the Week this week, after running for 120 yards and four touchdowns last week, they've got them rolling. The season opener, they beat Campbell by a point. And it's really beginning to be, you know, when when that game first came up, it's like, okay, Sprayberry and Campbell. No, these are two good football teams. That's turning out to be a really big win. Now they get another test with Kel, uh, because Kel has athletes all over the place. Their defense is set up to stop the pass, because they've got uh, four Division I defensive backs. So it's going to be interesting to see how that defense sets up against Sprayberry's offensive line and the running game. On the other side, Kamari Nix, unique situation, play, was the quarterback at Sprayberry the last couple of years. He's now over at Kell and finds himself having to take over the quarterback position for the Longhorns because Bryce Clavon is playing baseball for Team USA over in Taiwan. So this game was 40-35 to last year. 
I fully expect it to be a similar game this year, and you know this is as much of a toss-up as you might be able to get. But one that obviously I've seen a lot of the next one that is North Cobb at Marietta, obviously one of the oldest rivalries in Cobb County, even though they're not in the same region currently. Obviously, Marietta finally got that 600th win. You made the point they could have started 0-6. North Cobb is 0-2, but they've been beaten by a couple of top 10, including the top-ranked team. That's going to be an interesting one to watch. And from the North Cobb perspective, even though there's a lot of talent there, and maybe the expectations are as high or close to what they've been the last couple of years, time to get the foot on the pedal and get it done here. Yeah, this is going to be a big game for North Cobb because... You know, like you said, they've played a very rough non-region schedule. Right. And, you know, Marietta's in the stretch the same way. Neither one of these teams can be accused of ducking anybody. Right. Uh, because it's okay, we'll we'll line up wherever you want to go. But North Cobb played a strong first half against Buford last week. Yep. And you've mentioned it before. They're just making mistakes at the wrong time. A couple of turnovers, giving yep. the opponent a short field. And the next thing you know... The opponents scored 40, 45 points. They've given up 97 points in their first two games. Marietta, they looked pretty good against Norcross, especially in the first half in the season opener. Again, it was late turnover, a couple of late scores. Next thing you know, that one's getting out of hand. They beat West Forsyth in the home opener. And then, you know, they went to Roswell actually had an early lead. I think they, you know, they scored the first touchdown of the game and then Roswell just steamrolled them. So this is a big ball game for both teams just to get the confidence level back and really start to get ready for, for region play here in a few weeks. Problem with for Marietta is not only after they play North Cobb, then they come back, they've got Walton and Buford before they get their week off. Tip your caps to both programs because, uh, you know, they're going to play the best competition. But, you know, at some point, sometimes you need a confidence break. Well, I'm going to channel my inner Chris Berman on this next one. Alatuna Hillgrove, somebody gets off the schneid. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's <laughs> got to get a first win here. A um, right. couple of teams that are both 0-3. You know, this is a matchup of two teams that are struggling to score points. Right. Because... Uh, you look at it, Alatuna comes in averaging 15 points a game, Hillgrove's averaging eight. Both teams, like we mentioned earlier, defense keeps them in early. It's going to be interesting to see which team can finally muster a couple of touchdowns in order to uh, pull away from the other. Speaking of getting off the schneid, I get to go there again as Woodstock. Is it Lasseter? Now, I don't know exactly how long it is, John, but I knew an assistant coach that was up there last year. I think it's at Kennesaw Mountain now. Woodstock hadn't won a game period in a long time, not just this year. Yeah, it's been a couple of years since they last won, and you look at these two teams, both of them, they can't stop anybody, and that's that's putting it kindly. Right now, Woodstock's allowing 47 points a game hmm. over three. Laster's given up 61 points a game. They've played twice, you know, a couple of weeks ago against Wheeler. Wheeler put 63 on them. Mm. It's really been rough. And, you know, the thing that I'm always concerned about is when you get into these situations and 
you have a game where you finally believe you should win. And I think both of these teams are going to be thinking that coming in. One team's going to come out with a win, and the other one isn't. And it's the team that isn't that you start to wonder, okay, if you're 0-3 or 0-4, you just lost to a team that you thought you should beat, do you start losing the guys at that point? You know, you hate to think about that because there's a whole lot of season left, but these guys are struggling. You know, they need some good things to happen. Moving along, this one has some intrigue on it. Pebblebrook goes to Rome. We've talked a lot about Pebblebrook. In fact, you know, their coach was on with us last week, but Rome is coming off getting kicked around a little bit by Carrollton, and that is a very, very tough place to play. Well, and, you know, you don't want to be the team that goes into Rome after Rome got beat at home, and unfortunately that's the case with Pebblebrook. You know, they got into a defensive battle against Hapeville uh, the other night, beat them 14-9, to and it really makes me wonder. I know that Dwight Phillips Jr., who is their you know, it's their four-star speed guy who's going to Georgia. He's been out with an ankle the first few weeks. I'm wondering if this is the game that they try to bring him back. I know Coach Woolridge last week, he's saying they really want to make sure that he's ready for region play, and that's understandable. But, you know, you're going into a pretty hostile environment, and you might need every weapon that's at your disposal. Well, that one's going to be interesting to watch. Well, Walton was on the gas right out of the gate. And they had last week off. It'll be interesting to see if they get on the throttle right away again. They take on a Pope team that you talked about earlier who's played pretty well. Yeah, Pope is no pushover anymore. You know, that it was one of those things a couple of years ago. Luke Monsalam was in his third year over at Osborne. He wanted to make sure that when Osborne was on the schedule, he made sure that the other team had to game plan for him. And I'm not saying that Pope ever got quite to that level where, you know, Osborne was for years, but it wasn't one of those games where people had them circled on the, uh, on the schedule because it was going to be a big game. These two schools are about two miles apart. And I think Pope, as competitive as they've been, they've kind of had their eye on this game because it is their arch rival. They're not in the same, um, classification but you know you grew up playing with all the guys that are you know over there on the other side right now with walton they steamrolled grayson and brookwood and then took a break so how fast are they going to be able to get back on on the gas look if if both teams play to their ability walton's going to win but last year i think it was like 42 to 7 Walton completed a couple of passes, like a 98-yard touchdown pass, an 80-yard touchdown pass. Heklinski was like 10 for 10 for 300 and something yards and all in the first half. That's not going to be the same this year. It's going to be more competitive. Well, we'll certainly see that's one of intrigue as this week approaches. Let's move along. Walker at Best Academy. You know, the Wolverines haven't been 4-0 since they won the region title in 2012. And that particular season was the only year that they've had double-digit wins. They had a perfect regular season, and unfortunately, they got beat in the second round of the playoffs. Evan Casey was the uh, county's leading rusher that year. This year, Aiden Charles, quarterback, 
is really been a standout performer for uh, Walker. He's uh, in the top five in passing yards, over 500 yards through the first three games. And the biggest stat is 10 touchdown passes versus zero interceptions. So, you know, if you're moving the ball and you're not turning it over, that's a pretty good uh, recipe for success. And that's what Walker's got going right now. And our last in-depth look is McEachern at Newton. McEachern is 0-3, and, and oh, by the way, they're going to take on somebody who's outscored their opponents. John, I thought this was a misprint, 147-7. to Yeah, it, they uh, shut out their first two opponents and then uh, allowed a touchdown this last week. Which so they're going to sure, be angry. I, which I'm sure <laughs> irritated them uh, a little bit. This has been a good game. This is the third or fourth straight year that these guys have played. It's been a good matchup. The big thing for McEachern right now is they need to get healthy, and if they can get their starting backs back, they are a much more dangerous team. So hopefully they will get those guys back soon. If they're playing with the third and fourth string again this week, they could start 0-4, which would be the first time they've done that since 1982. Yeah, this just in. That's been a while. One of the great things I think about Georgia's formula for this, with the region play being the biggest part of the whole structure, is you can get off to a bad start and honestly go on and still have a tremendous year if you find yourself by the time you get into and certainly into region play. All right, the other games on the schedule, Boyd Buchanan at North Cobb Christian, South Cobb is at Chapel Hill, and Whitfield Academy travels to Westland. John, I obviously enjoy the show every week and many know maybe may not know that you and i are going to do our best to still work together on this program but i'm not at north cobb anymore because i'm now the radio voice at the citadel in fact i'm about to begin the process of relocating over there but through the magic of technology you and i are also going to do our best to continue to do what we do right here on cobb football friday well you know at this point it's like a old comfortable pair of shoes you know you don't want to <laughs> you don't want to have worse. to be you don't want to have to be breaking in any uh, anybody new, uh, and uh, it's nice because you have significant knowledge of teams here in the county. It, it makes it fun to be able a lot to, of it from you. Well, it makes it fun to be able to bounce uh, stuff off of you, and if we can swing it, we'll we'll keep doing it sure. as long as we can. Well, I, I'll say this too: for now, the thirteen plus years that I've been in the Atlanta area, a Hall of Famer, Don Sutton, nicknamed me Grandma. And you called me an old shoe, so I've at least got those <laughs> on my resume. No, it's been terrific, and obviously we're going to do our best to keep it going because, hey, we love doing this, and we love doing it for you. And that'll about wrap Cobb Football Friday this week. We appreciate all of you. We, of course, want to mention again Superior Plumbing, Otter's Chicken, Pinnacle Orthopedics, and Powers Electrical Solutions as your presenting sponsors. And please patronize any of our sponsors you hear throughout the show because they're the ones that make Top Football Friday possible, and we know you love it. That'll do it for this episode, folks. We'll talk to you next week. Enjoy the games. You've been listening to Cobb Football Friday, a presentation of the Marietta Daily Journal and the BG Ad Group.